Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. And if you hear some bounce in my voice, it's because the Atlanta Falcons have won against their hated division rival 27 to 25 in week nine. This is week nine, right? Week nine of the NFL. Yes, season. week nine. Yeah. Uh, joining me to talk about it is the one and only Evan Birchfield. Evan, how are you doing, man? Um, <laughs> the last. <laughs> yeah, the last like 10 minutes of the game and literally the game just ended like 10 minutes ago. Um, I don't know, man. It was a ride of emotions um, because I was about like to just, you know, not shut my TV off, but like at the point of, okay, this team's just stupid. And then two <laughs> seconds later, um, they get back into it. It's, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it to you just before recording, but I mean, obviously be happy about this win, but there at the end, the victory is going to hide a lot of like BS that this Falcons team pulled at the end. Um, and thankfully they pulled out the win and, you know, obviously when you win against the saints, that's all that matters. But yeah, it was, uh, the, the Falcons made it hard on themselves, which they've yeah. done before, but they went out of their way to make it hard on themselves. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's, you know, I think that's the thing that, we'll have to look back on this game and wonder and, and keep an eye on Arthur Smith as a play caller and see if he changes some of the nonsense. And we'll talk about some of the specifics. Um, overall, I thought he had a good game as a play caller. Um, but yeah, there was some late moment play calling where uh, it was absolutely, uh, it was dreadful. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It was, it was dreadful. Like, like um, almost undoing all the good he had done previously in the game so uh that's how bad it got for those who didn't see the game live um yeah that is uh that's something you may cringe at now like you said the win's going to overshadow some of that but i i'm hoping that he's going to look at this and say i've got to do better as a play caller in those key situations i've got to have my best guys on the field etc etc so let's talk about what the falcons offense did on the day evan um, give us the stats of who stood out, um, how this offense did on the road in New Orleans against our hated rival. So Matt Ryan had a, another, you know, really solid day. Uh, 23 of 30 attempts, 343 yards uh, through the air, two passing touchdowns, a pass rating of 135.8. And then on the ground, making, you know, plays happen, uh, five rushes, eight yards, and a rushing touchdown. Um, I mean, I can't, uh, it was, a, it was a classic Matt Ryan solid day. Um, his, his throws down the field of, you know, 15 yards or more were about as perfect as I've seen from Matt Ryan. Um, just 
overall great day for him uh, on the ground. I mean, we knew going into the game that it was going to be tough against this Saints defense, which is, I believe, the toughest in the league against the run. Yep. Um, they've had one. Yep. Yeah. They've only going into this game. They only had um, one team like total team yards on the ground uh, go above 100. And that was Washington. And I mean, that didn't happen today, but that's okay. Um, Mike Davis had nine carries for 13 yards, another split between him and Patterson, even split. Um, Patterson had nine carries for 10 yards. They're average. They averaged, you know, below two, two yards per carry, uh, just could not get anything going on the ground. And then Felipe Franks had two carries for, or two rushes for three yards. Um, through the air though, the Falcons could get a little wiggle room. Um, Cordero Patterson, you know, just phenomenal. I don't even know what, what to say about Patterson anymore. He's just great. Um, had six targets, uh, six receptions, caught every pass for 126 yards to the air, including a 64 uh, yarder long that essentially won the Falcons the game. Yep. Um, just, I mean, clutch. It's a, it's a weird because the dude's like 31 and has been in the league so long. And now all of a sudden is just like an offensive machine. Um, but I'm happy for him. Awesome. Uh, Russell Gage, after having zero targets last game, uh, against Panthers, he had seven, uh, eight targets, caught seven of them for 64 yards. Look good. Uh, Kyle Pitts uh, early looked good, um, but finished the day with three receptions for 62 yards off of seven targets. Lamade Zacchaeus uh, randomly caught three passes for 58 yards and had two touchdowns. <laughs> Zacchaeus ruining, <laughs> ruining people's fantasy days. <laughs> oh, of course. And Matt Ryan getting one on the ground is you know, just wonderful, of course. Uh, for all the people in fantasy who are like, I'm going with Pitts and Patterson. Yeah, the Falcons weren't your fans today. <laughs> <laughs> um, one keynote, uh, yet again, Matt Ryan with the fourth quarter comeback. Um, obviously was key in that uh, pass to Patterson, the 64-yarder, which set up the short field goal. Um, today, with that fourth quarter comeback, he has now passed. He, he, that's his 41st career game-winning drive. Um, he now passes John Elway and Matt Stafford for seventh most all-time in NFL history. So uh, Matt Ryan, yet again, um, a- adding to this growing resume that is going to be harder and harder for people to look at and say, this guy you know, doesn't belong in the hall. And we're not going to get into that argument today. But I think it's pretty notable. His stats, I mean, were absolutely you know, bonkers. Um, 76.7 completion percentage, um, 11.4 yards per attempt uh, when he has time. And that's one of the things that stood out to me um, was in this game was the offensive line against uh, what we know is, you know, uh, probably not the best pass rush in the league. Like Cameron Jordan's amazing. Um, they've got guys that can get to the passer. But this year, they haven't been as productive. They're, they were certainly not as good as like the Panthers, at least from a statistical standpoint. They did get to Ryan a couple times. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. But uh, in this game, Ryan had a lot more time than he did against the Panthers. And I think it showed like when Ryan has time and he doesn't even need a ton of time. Like he, it wasn't like he was just sitting there bouncing around like we've seen the other teams do against us. Yeah. <laughs> he was still getting the, having to get the ball out quick. But when he has just enough time, he gives you 76% completion, 343 yards, two touchdowns, one on the ground, 11.4 yards per attempt. That's the kind of day you want from this quarterback. And 
it's really hard to argue that um, you don't even have to give him a good offensive line. They just have to be like not terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, today. One, one, oh, I just yeah. want to mention one thing that's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but if you rewatch a lot of the clips of Matt Ryan from today, when they did get pressure on him, his pocket awareness was like remarkable. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just extending plays. Um, uh, like you mentioned, the offensive line played well um, pass blocking, but when they did get in there, um, and that was a couple times, uh, Matt Ryan extended the plays. He was just, I mean, probably one of the best games, maybe the best game I've seen of him this season. Yeah. And I, I like you, probably cannot wait to see what the PFF stats are because I, I feel like it always puts things into the proper perspective. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like he's going to be close to the top of the list. If I'd not say on the top. in the 80 to 90 range. Um, yeah, up there with Patterson. He and Patterson are right. probably going to be the two guys leading the top of this list again. I agree. Um, so, yeah, that, that will be something we'll obviously talk about on the podcast when we do our stats uh, recap. But, um, Evan, you and I came into this game expecting a loss. Um, neither of us predicted them scoring over 20 points. <laughs> um, I think we need to predict losses from yeah. now on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, literally um, in the uh, Falcolic chat, the infamous Falcolic chat, um, before the game, I said that I think the Falcons have a chance because – I don't see them winning this game. And yeah. usually it's the games where you just kind of write the Falcons off. Um, yep. Obviously I wanted them to beat the saints, but if we're realistically talking about this without, you know, ignoring or, you know, ignoring hindsight, um, probably most of us listen or most of you listening. And I think me, me and DW included um, weren't confident in the Falcons by any means. They just came off a loss to a Panthers team. They probably should have beat, um, and then to come in and do what they did in this game, it's it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, the thing that stands out um, is they blew an 18-point lead. Yeah. Um, and that was, of course, flashed on the screen, and it was reminded that they blew an 18-point lead in the Super Bowl. Um, and They wanted the Falcons to blow it so bad. They oh, even had yeah. a Saints, uh, former Saints player, Jonathan Vilma, and his heart was broken when the Falcons yeah. came back and won. I, I will say, I, I think Vilma was much better than he's been in the past. He was very complimentary of. I'm of sure Ryan he's gotten throughout the flack. Game. Uh, he <laughs> probably has, um, but I didn't find him nearly as bad as he was in in some past games. Like he was actually, he he had a lot of good things to say about Matt Ryan um, throughout the game, and uh, certainly I think was giving him credit as the game was going on. Uh, but one of the things that um, jumps out to me is they blew that lead. Okay. They gave up the lead. Uh, the defense, you know, this is not uh, something I want to gloss over, but the defense stopped both of the two-point conversions um, that the Saints tried for. And, of course, that last one would have given them 27 points and would have made it to where the Falcons only could have tied the game. But the defense held up and, and stopped that two-point conversion, gave the, the Falcons a chance to win. Um, and the fact that they went down the field with 60 seconds, 61 seconds was, you know, what was left on the clock by the time Matt Ryan had the ball in his hands. The fact that they went down the field and won that game feels like they were shedding a little bit of that, you know, that, that history. Um, We saw that for, you know, for Falcons fans who were also Braves fans. Um, That was, you know, break, break the narrative um, was the the whole thing for the Braves this year um, about them choking away, you know, in the playoffs. And in some ways, I want to feel like the Falcons did that a little bit today. They blew that lead, but they came right back. They fought through it. You know, that's 
a sign of mental toughness. You know, it's easily, you could look at that and say, oh, um, well, uh, you know, the, uh, the team blew another lead. And, but, but I'm, I'm choosing to look at this as them shedding that off and going back down the field and winning uh, in the final seconds. So um, as you said, there's a lot to talk about um, in, uh, with regards to the play calling at the end. The fact that Felipe Franks was on the field when Patterson and Pitts were not, um, that yeah. is inexcusable um, from <laughs> Arthur Smith. Um, again, he, he had a lot of great play calling in the game, but he had some moments where um, fans were rightfully calling for his head and saying, what are you doing? And that, you know, um, it's the whole body of work, obviously, but the play calling there in the fourth quarter was absolutely dreadful uh, until the end. So, um, yeah, I, hopefully, like you said, the coaches will take this and improve upon it, um, realize that, you know, it shouldn't have been this close. They made some mistakes and that they need to be able to put games away sooner than what they did uh, because they let the Saints back in this. They really should have been able to close this out, um, you know, in the fourth quarter. So, and they didn't. Thank God for Matt Ryan and, and Cordero Patterson and Young Way Koo, who, you know, came through in the clutch again, but it never should be this close. And that is something for this team to improve upon. Let's see if the new coaching staff can do that. At the bare minimum, we went on the road. We beat the Saints. Um, we're going to enjoy this. So whatever happens the rest of the season, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, one of our writers uh, just – I'm going to put this out there and, and realize this is completely stupid. There's a lot of football left to be played. But right now, as it stands in the NFC, the Falcons are the seventh seed <laughs> for the playoffs. <laughs> if the playoffs started today, the Falcons will be in the playoffs. Um, Corey Woodruff pointed that out. Thank you, Corey, for putting that into the into the uh, the world. But uh, the no. always optimistic Corey Woodruff, <laughs> right? We are not predicting the Falcons in the playoffs, so let me be very clear about that. Um, so yeah, this was. Uh, it's nice to see them at five hundred again. The Falcons moved to four and four. The Saints dropped to five and three. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot of football left to be played. But also, the NFC is top heavy. Like. The, exactly. the Vikings lost today. The Panthers lost today. Um, if the Falcons can do this kind of thing where they're, you know, uh, and I don't want to talk playoffs too early, but if they can do this thing where they win, you know, some surprising games um, and then win the winnable games like against the Jags and against the Lions, I mean, I'm not going to even finish that sentence. No, I'm going to just don't. finish with I mean. Please don't. And let you, and let you, <laughs> and let you figure it out. <laughs> Um, we'll let you guys fill in the blanks. Um, I do want to talk about the defense, what happened in this game, the good and the bad, uh, because there was some good, actually, and we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is David Walker. I'm here with my buddy, Evan Birchfield. We are relishing the Falcons going into New Orleans and beating the Saints 27-25. The trash Saints. The trash Saints, the Aints, uh, yeah. 27-25, <laughs> week nine of the 2021 NFL season. 
Uh, Falcons moved to four and four. The Saints dropped to five and three. Uh, we talked about the Falcons offense. Let's talk now about the defense. So, Evan, give us a recap of what the Saints offense did during the game. Yeah, so um, Taysom Hill came back from a concussion this week, so it was assumed earlier in the week that the that Taysom Hill would be the starting quarterback, but then it became, um, you know, Trevor Simeon taking over. Uh, he won against the Buccaneers last week, so I guess the Saints wanted to technically roll with the hot hand. Um, Simeon had 41 attempts, 25 of them were caught. Uh, for 249 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 94.5 pass rating. He was okay. Um, he was an efficient short uh, passer, I think, and his his receivers mm-hmm. uh, didn't help him out a lot. But um, also Taysom Hill threw the ball twice. Both times uh, they were caught for 33 yards. Um, he, I mean, he looked good throwing, but it was very limited. Um, on the ground, though, Alvin Kamara, 13 carries for 50 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, when you look at that, I mean, when you watch the game, Kamara seemed to have his way with the Falcons defense. Um, the run defense looked awful at times from, you know, most of the game, to be honest, but Kamara, not a huge, uh, game, um, considering, uh, Mark Ingram, who, uh, just got traded back to the saints had nine carries for 43 yards, um, averaging 4.8 yards per carry. Um, and then through the air, uh, Kamara was their leading receiver, had four receptions for 54 yards. Um, let's see who else scored Kenny stills Remember Kenny stills, who's somehow back on that team had two receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown, uh, Marquez Calloway, uh, three receptions, 25 yards and a touchdown. Um, but that basically sums it up. They, they didn't have a great day through the air on the ground. They had some success, but, uh, the Falcons apparently did enough to hold them off. Yeah. And on defense, I, I feel like we have to point out um, the amazing A.J. Terrell. He was uh, – this was easily his best game, I think, ever as a pro. He had yeah. three pass deflections. The Saints could not complete anything against him. Uh, I think he maybe gave up one completion, but I may be wrong on that. Um, but he was absolutely lights out. And um, my goodness, he – has turned a th- uh, think in man to man coverage, he still has not given up a reception all year. Um, mm-hmm. we'll have to double check that when the PFF stats come out. Um, we don't have that with the regular stats we have through you know the NFL, but I'm pretty sure in in man to man coverage, he still has not given up a reception. Absolutely bonkers day from him. Um, yeah, Deion Jones, two pass deflections, quarterback hit, uh, 10 uh, tackles. He did have one missed tackle, which I think a lot of fans were focusing on. But overall, I think it was a really solid day from him. Um, Two guys, uh, look, you know, a lot of times the NFL is about taking advantage of, you know, your one opportunity. And I want to say Anthony Rush, um, who is, I think, they list him as 350, 360 pounds. That man is a refrigerator. (laughs) Um, um, He came in. uh, This is his first game for the Falcons, came off the practice squad. And he had a tackle for loss, three tackles total. I thought he had a really solid game in the middle. Um, was really good at just plugging it up. Uh, much better, I think, than Tyler Davison has been in that role. Um, that may be something to monitor is to see if Rush has built into uh, a spot on the 53-man roster going forward. Um, likewise, James Vauders. Um, I think yeah. he came up, what, two it weeks was, ago? Yeah, yeah. He's been on the practice squad, but um, solid day from him. Yeah, he had a massive game-changing sack 
um, strip sack um, on Trevor Simeon. All pro, all pro, Teron <laughs> Armistead. Yeah, and beat this all pro left tackle James Fathers did strip sack of Trevor Simeon, who you know fumbled it, recovered by Stephen Means, who took it down to the New Orleans eleven. Uh, where Matt Ryan was able to finish the drive, I think one play later, uh, literally with a touchdown pass mm-hmm. to Lamade Zacchaeus. Um, but a huge day from him. And this is where, again, you know, and, and Grady Jarrett was Grady Jarrett. He was he was good as always. Um, this is where, you know, the, the Falcons defense, and I want to caution this because clearly the Saints don't have their best quarterback, which was Jameis Winston. They don't have their best wide receiver um, in Michael Thomas. And their offense is pretty one-dimensional. It's all about, you know, Alvin Kamara. Um, their wide receivers aren't, you know, really scaring anybody. So this is not necessarily a good Saints offense. They put up points, but as we talked about in our preview, um, they are inconsistent. And they put up 25 points today. Um, so, you know, the Falcons defense was not good. I don't want to portray this as the Falcons defense being good. Um, however, they got some key critical stops in shutting down those two-point conversions, number one. And number two, if you're looking at some of these young guys, A.J. Terrell is the truth. That guy is turning into a shutdown corner, a true shutdown corner. Like I think it's getting to the point where quarterbacks are just going to stop throwing in his general direction. Um, Mm -hmm. He has become that good. And uh, this is not just like the quarterbacks throwing bad passes. Like in this game, he was knocking away passes that were – um, you know, good. They were on point, and he was just there to make the play. He is turning into a top tier corner. Um, so I'm looking at these young guys, and I'm thinking, okay, um, we there's a little bit here to be optimistic about for long term. I, I still don't expect this defense to suddenly become good this year. They're not. They don't have the pieces they need, especially on you know the defensive line. Um, but you know, if maybe someone like James Vaughters can contribute a, a you know a pass rush here and there. Um, and you've got A.J. Terrell in the secondary. You've got Grady Jarrett. You've got Deion Jones finally sort of playing better and up to his standards. This defense could be mediocre enough that the Falcons can net a few more wins for the rest of the season. They're at four right now. I still think they're probably going to finish somewhere around seven or eight wins with the way things stand. But I wouldn't rule out them getting you know possibly up to nine um, and maybe even, like you said, you know, Evan, the NFC right now is top heavy. A lot of these teams are, you know, sort of uh, in the muck with us. They're all at like, you know, four and four or five and uh, five and four or five and three. Uh, the Falcons are not out of this. Um, and if they can build on this and, and if this offensive line can consistently protect Ryan just enough, um, I, I feel like if you're a Falcons fan and you want to have some optimism, I'm, I'm not going to say otherwise, like, I'm not necessarily there yet, but I think there are enough good pieces that they can build on this, at least for the future. I love a lot of these young guys. Yeah, I agree. And Jalen Hawkins, just giving him a shout out. Like he has every week, um, obviously, like they can't play four safeties on the field at once. You know, they get pretty green out there sometimes too. Um, But when Jalen Hawkins is on the field, he, he looks good. Um, and his PFF scores have backed that up. Um, I think the last two weeks or something, he's been the top defensive player, uh, according to PFF. So just another young guy. And then the other thing I want to mention is, um, on that, uh, 
fumble you referenced, uh, Stephen Means went down with an injury, yeah. uh, knee injury, and left the game and didn't return. That's something to monitor because it did not look good. Um, like when I was watching it live, I was like, that looks like an injury. And then he just kept laying there. Um, and they were trying to like, you know, his teammates were trying to get him up and stuff, but he was just, you know, I don't want to speculate, but it did not look good for Steven means. Um, so that's something to watch, uh, going into next week. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Steven is better. Obviously, um, Jacob Toyota Mariner, who is uh, inact a healthy scratch today, yeah. uh, will probably, um, be active going forward if, if, uh, means does miss time. Um, but yeah, this is, that's probably the, the, the only downside here out of this game, uh, was that injury to means, but, um, on the day, the, the, the Falcons secondary, um, Deion Jones, two pass, two pass deflections. Grady Jarrett had a pass deflection. Obviously he's not in the secondary, um, AJ Terrell, three pass deflections, Fabian Moreau, who I think has been playing a lot better lately. Um, yeah. one pass deflection, including, I think that was the pass deflection, uh, where it was in the end zone and, um, you know, some fans were complaining it was pass interference, but it was pretty clear the only player who actually had a play on the ball was Fabian Barreau. Um, so, you know, good day again from him. Brandon Copeland with a pass deflection. Deron Harmon with a pass deflection. Um, and then, as you mentioned earlier, Jalen Hawkins with a pass deflection. That is nuts. Like, again, it's Trevor Simeon. I'm, I'm not – I don't want to overstate it, um, but I actually felt like Simeon was not that bad in this game. He was, he was serviceable for the Saints. Um, but the Falcons' defense, they, they played better than they've played in a long time, um, at least in the secondary. Now, they were getting gashed by the run early on, although, I, you know, to, to your point, Evan, um, Kamara and Ingram, you know, combined for 93 yards on the ground. And some of that, you know, they, they had to sort of abandon the run in the second half because the Falcons did open up a big lead on them. But by and large, those guys – you know, Ingram averaged 4.8 per carry. Kamara was only 3.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they were getting gashed, like gashed by like eight, nine, 11 yard carries early on. The Falcons defense did sort of clamp down on the, the rushing attack. Now it, it did come at the expense of the passing attack because Simeon was getting his bigger passing plays in the second half. Um, but the, the defense did clamp down on that running game. Um, so hopefully... Uh, man, at this point, I just want them to learn some lessons from this game and improve incrementally. Uh, like that's all I'm asking of this defense at this point. I understand they're talent deficient, especially on the defensive line, but just get like a little bit better. And, you know, maybe we'll win um, more games like this, but it it, isn't. Oh, sorry. I was just going to mention, it is interesting that, you know, the Falcons win this game with, you know, no Calvin Ridley, um, people can say what they want about how his season's going. He's a threat in the receiving game. Um, and he'll return later on when he's ready. Mm-hmm. Dante Fowler. I, I think he was on just that three game IR, right? Not long-term. So like he should be able to return later on unless something else comes up. I mean, he's been arguably their Hopefully. best pass rusher. Um, yeah. and they won this game without both of them. Um, so that that's, you know, something to also look at. Yeah, um, this is, uh, in my mind, um, you know, a time where the Falcons could be getting some key guys back. Now, we, don't, we haven't heard any updates on Dante Fowler. The, the coaching staff hasn't said anything. And just to be clear, um, you know, the, there is no designation this year for um, injured reserve. Everyone can come back. Uh, you don't have to designate them as a three-week versus a season-long. 
Um, not anymore, at least right now. So we don't know if he's going to be a three-week. Um, we'll probably know more this week if we start hearing word that he's practicing. Um, because once he starts to practice, the day that he shows up and practices, the Falcons have a 21-day window in which to activate him. So they have three weeks to decide whether or not they want to bring him back onto the roster. Um, we haven't heard updates on Fowler. So as you said, you know maybe he can come back, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. If he comes back, I think that's a boost to the defense. And I think they can take that and, and to my point, incrementally improve and be a little bit better than they were um, you know, earlier this season. Um, but yeah, right now, um, my heart is still pounding. <laughs> oh man, the cardiac kids. I swear to God, they're going to kill us all. Um, but I, I, you know what? For now, I'm going to celebrate this. I'm going to go get the vodka. I'm going to have a nice drink. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this win. Um, Evan, any final thoughts on this Falcons uh, week nine victory? No, um, just enjoy it. You know, beating the Saints and winning the World Series in the same week. That's a, you know, I don't know if it gets any better than that for no. the city of Atlanta. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know how to expect, like what to expect from this team every week. Um, it, it's remarkable just the, losing to that Panthers team the way they did and then going to New Orleans and winning. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like I would not be betting on this team just because I'm not sure when they're going to win or lose. Um, and there's a couple more games this season where you can label it as they should win this game and they should definitely lose this game. And I mean, I don't know how you confidently pick anything with the Falcons going yeah. forward. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I feel like they're just as capable of winning by 20 as they are by losing by 20. Yeah. Um, and next week they'll be on the road to take on the Cowboys. Um, who- <laughs> Who just lost. Yeah. Incidentally got thumped. They didn't just lose. Yeah. They got thumped. Um, don't let the final score fool you. Uh, the Denver Broncos who just gave up their best pass rusher incidentally in Von Miller, the Denver Broncos beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas um, 30 to 18. Now that could be a bad thing um, as you know, Dallas is undoubtedly going to look to get back on track, but um, yeah, you know, We've got the Cowboys and we've got, uh, I believe, the Patriots. Uh, yeah, at home Thursday, night, Thursday football. night football. Yep. Um, so we, we've got a lot more Falcons football coming up, guys. And of course, we will be here on the podcast to preview it, to recap the games, uh, and then throughout the week at thefalcon.com. Uh, so, Evan, on that yep. note, remind our listeners where they can find you and what you've got going on. You can find me at um, Evan Birchfield on Twitter. Uh, doing the injury reports and other things at thefalcolic.com where there's a ton of great content. Uh, follow the Instagram account, the underscore falcolic, and Facebook, the falcolic, and then on Twitter, the falcolic. Um, and yeah, I mean, just the Saints are trash. So <laughs> <laughs> I hate that team so much. Like, my love for the Falcons is just as equal to my hatred of the Saints. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is what hate, hate week is about. Um, 100%. And I'm with you, man. Uh, I hate the Saints, too. All right. Uh, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And, of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.